Hello, hello, hello to all you fellow experiencers out there. This is James, the host of The Spirited Body. And this is the second episode, uh, sort of a special episode, that we're doing a number of readings uh, for guests that are in the studio with us. And to do these readings, I'm using the deck of release that I channel from the Council of Light. And the Council wanted me to do these readings. Uh, they suggested I do these readings as a way to help understand better their definitions of relationships, attachments, so that you can understand how they work together. And the process of using the deck consists of concentrating on an area of dissatisfaction in your life, then pulling one card from each of three stacks. There's a, a realm card, a relationship card, and an attachment card. These cards together help to sort of triangulate the problem of the dissatisfaction within you so the uh, components can be identified and you can uh, more easily understand why it's occurring for you. Um, the card of release is pulled last and that identifies where the problem exists within your energy makeup and provides a short meditation using crystals that the Council of Light have identified to help release the problem from your energy. So enjoy the second episode and I hope it helps. As always, like, subscribe, and rate on whatever platform you're listening to and reach out with questions or stories. I'd love to hear from you. James at thespiritedbody.com or at thespiritedbody on Instagram. Thanks and enjoy the show. Yes, and I can like beating myself up for holding myself yeah. back. Yeah. But then also being scared to do it, to step exactly. into it. Exactly. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I hear it. Feel it? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All here right. We go. <laughs> now we have our second guest on the show, ready for a reading from the Council of Light. And um, we have Gina here. Gina, say hi. Hi. Nice to be with you guys. Hi, Thank Gina. you. Thanks for coming. Um, all right. So you know what we're doing. So Now you I do. <laughs> <laughs> we were. I was like, please don't run away. <laughs> I Yeah, I came very open. I had no idea what it was going to get into today. So. Perfect. I love that. It's perfect. Um, so... I'm going to have you um, think of an area of your life that's unsatisfying, that you wish you could connect with more. It, everyone's got many. You know, no one is existing on this planet no matter what they look like, no matter how they present themselves. Nobody has it together Yeah. in the way that we think that they do. Just doesn't happen. So um, so just pick pick one area. It doesn't, ha doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be like, oh, my children or my marriage. It could be. Something okay. not, not as big. doesn't matter. Yeah, I've got it. Okay. So we're going to start by having you um, select the cards. Okay. The first, we're going to have you um, think about your problem. So Look we're going to start with the realm. <laughs> and you're going to think of that area of your life. Shuffle through. Put it face down on the table. Got it. Mm -hmm. All right. And then we're going to do the relationship card next. Same thing. Think of it. Shuffle. Okay. And then the last 
one we'll do is the attachment card. I, my fingers want to grab three. Ooh. <laughs> okay. 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 So now let's talk about your problem a little bit. If you're willing to share, let us into what, what you're thinking of. Yeah. So um, I am a coach, a conscious leadership coach. And I, um, I'm four years divorced out of a 26 year relationship. And over the last four years, I have, um, you know, said goodbye to a family and, and, and this idea of what I most wanted to create and what I was, what I loved. And I've become a single parent with no financial support. I mean, I got what half of that, but, um, I don't have alimony. I don't have child support. And I've stepped into, for the first time in my life, living alone, being a single parent, raising teenagers. I uh, I lived at home throughout through college, and I went from my parents' house to my husband's house. And so here I am. I'm 49 this year. And yes, yeah, 49. It's a good year. And 40 fine, as we like to say. Ooh, I like that. Fine. <laughs> I've got to hold on to anything that sounds glamorous about 49. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I keep saying I'm still in my 40s. Yes. Yes. Single in 40. Um, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I, the last four years has been an adventure of who am I? Who am I? as a single woman, as a mom. Um, so all of that and my kids, my, my youngest is leaving the nest this year. So it exactly. Yeah. And I've loved being a mom. I've loved it. And, um, so, you know, I bought a house, I got a job. I've been, I was doing some working on my own, but, um, a friend, dear friend of mine was like, uh, you need to go get another job. And I was like, he's like, go, you know, get something. And I was like, well, I like what I do. I'm good at what I do. And he's like, well, you got to figure it out. And so last year I called in and got, um, I got hired on for a very large company, a healthcare company as an executive coach. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, I love what I do. I've learned so much. I'm now presenting to all these people, hundreds and hundreds of people and coaching CEOs and executives. And, um, and I want to dive deeper with people. And when you work in a company of 7,000 people, you don't really get to dive deep. So there's this crux of, do I go back on my own and leave the securityness of a consistent paycheck, a beautiful health care because I know there's this, like, I'm supposed to do bigger, be like in the world, mm. but I'm comfortable. And that comfortability kept me in a 26 year relationship that wasn't healthy. And now here I am in that same spot. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? Okay. So you're feeling dissatisfaction with your current career, essentially. Well, or the current expression of your just like what you're doing in your career. I'm learning a lot. And mm -hmm. so I know I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people. And I feel myself being called for more. Mm. And so 
it's like, how do I, do I stay here and start bringing in other stuff? I see. Or do I leave here and jump in? And, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, a mutual friend of ours gave me an astrology reading a um, couple weeks ago. And she's like the next year and a half for you, Gina, she's like, it, it's all coming from your voice. You need to speak up and you need to get big and you need to stand in who you are. And um, she's like, Tony Robbins big. No, not Tony Robbins, but like, and I got, oh my God. Freaked out. Freaked out. So am I right in saying or interpreting some of your dissatisfactions coming from how you're showing up in this question? Yeah. Are you embracing or not? Yeah. And so your discomfort is how do you, how are you uh, accepting that moving forward in that choice? Yeah. It's, it's the, I can like immediately feel the, the, yeah. the discomfort right there. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I can feel it in my body. I started shifting in my chair and yeah. my butt started clenching and like, yeah, it's, it's this, I know I meant for more. What does that look like? And how do I make that decision? And can I do it? And should I do it? When should I? Like all the, eh, and then I get paralyzed. Yeah. Okay. So it's dissatisfaction with your sort of response mechanism. Yeah. With this in particular. Yeah. And I can, with your expression. Mm -hmm. With yeah. your expression in the world. Yes. Like, um, yes. And I can like beating myself up for holding myself yeah. back. Yeah. But then also being scared to do it, to step exactly. into it. Exactly. Yeah. I get yeah. it. I hear it. Feel it? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's read that realm card. The blue one. Yep. Blue okay. one. Oh, that's interesting. Realm of the present. Ooh, just got that one. Just got that one. All right. The realm of the present points to an imbalance with what is happening around you and your ability to connect with and learn from the information that you are being provided currently. I mean. <laughs> Ta-da. Should we just stop? Are you missing something? Are you avoiding something? It deals with the physical body as a means for gathering the information through sensation and physical experience. Your physical body may be hurting or limited and therefore unable to provide you with accurate information, or you may be avoiding information by creating sensation through overstimulation, alcohol, drugs, food, exercise, this card may also indicate a turning away from or denying information that is being provided. Drawing this card means that your current issue is more predominant in the current world and experiences around you, creating an overemphasis of the physical. Are you able to truly see and experience the information? What current physical realities are not being seen or recognized? I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, let's let's do a uh, relationship next. Okay. The green. The green one. Relationship to others. Yeah. How does that hit you? I'm not even going to read it. I'm I'm always out on others, worried about what's going to happen. What are they going to say? Are they going to love me? Instead of just stating true with what my core essence is saying. And do you see how that relates to what you what you just described mm -hmm. as your problem problem issue yeah. concern? Yeah. So I'm going to read what what they've said. This identifies an imbalance in relationship to another or others. The scales have tipped too far toward another's or others' feelings and concerns and interpretations. The value you are placing on yourself is dependent on others' input and view. 
This is not the case, and you cannot be a fully realized and harmonized being with too much attention focused on another. Valuing another's news, emotions, and thoughts over your own erases your identity and occludes communication from your truest and highest self. The purpose of your journey here is to find communion with your highest self and act from that communion. That, in turn, allows honest communion with others. Wow. That one was it. That is uh, my life work. (laughs) You cannot achieve honest communion while placing others' concerns, thoughts, values above your own. This card indicates that you're using another as your guiding principle. Who or what is having that pull on you? What is shifting you from focusing on who you truly are? Yeah, so it's what's coming up for me is that I surround myself with really powerful people and I turn to them to stand in my power versus standing in my own. I like, like I adore my boss. She's amazing. She's brilliant. She's, I don't know if you know the Enneagram, but she's an aide on the Enneagram. And I've been just learning so much from her and I'm out on her worried about what she thinks of me. Mm. And we just, she, she called it a coming to Jesus moment. We had a coming to Jesus moment like a week and a half ago. And she stood like, what do you want, Gina? Not a problem if it's not here, but what do you stand for? And I got scared. Yeah. Yeah. Deer in headlight. Um, uh, 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 I want to be here. I want to yeah. be here. Mm-hmm. But it's not aligned with really. Yeah. The- and she said she, I mean, do you, did you feel her authenticity and the support around if it's not here? Because in my opinion, true leaders, they actually support a team in a way that like doesn't necessarily benefit them. So if you... It's interesting that she offered you that support, but there was still, you still felt the resistance of the authenticity of what you might actually want. Well, I think it came off as really firm and hard. So I got scared. I see. But deep underneath it is, you know, we like to call eights and I am an Enneagram coach. And so an eight on Enneagram is, is a marshmallow wrapped in barbed wire. So it came off. Yeah. So it came off as strong, but deep down, like I, Believe she's like no stand for what you want but if I it's see. not here get off the bus yeah and mm, i got and i'm scaring myself because her I'm, approach was okay i'm financially getting support yes you know when you're a single woman and a parent yeah supporting kids that are about to that one in college one launching yeah it's scary i have no one to depend on mm-hmm. no i have family who supports me and loves me and all that but it's a big decision mortgage supporting your yeah. kids like yeah. And I scare myself because I've always had someone to do this dance with. Mm-hmm. And so when I get scared, I go small and, yeah. I, and mm-hmm. I, I don't stand in my power. And, and I have compassion for myself when I do that, but it, I also freeze. Yeah. So I'm going to challenge you with something. So that question just came. There's two things that stood out with me. <clears throat> the first is this sentence. Um, you cannot be a fully realized and harmonized being with too much attention focused on another. And for some reason that word harmonized is vitally important for you to understand because it's not just about you striking your own internal cord um, so that you can harmonize with 
with your life to that chord, but that chord is available for others to harmonize too. Yeah, that resonates, especially as a coach. And unless that is a true chord it, that's coming from you, that's organically, authentically from you, it you, you can't accurately harmonize. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. And the second thing that came was when you said, I've always had someone to do it with, what they want me to ask you is, have you really? Ooh, here comes the tears. Yeah. No, I've, I've done it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I forget that sometimes. You did it on your own in spite of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't forget that. Don't lose sight of that. You've been doing it on your own for a long time. Yeah. Where are those box of tissues? I know. I forgot. <laughs> There's a theme. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. It takes a lot of courage to leave a, a 26 year relationship. Yeah. I think most people, the longer they're in it, the more they're actually, the, the less brave you can be to get out. You know what I mean? It's like I'm in it and I'm just going to keep playing this narrative because the time just keeps perpetuating me deeper into the narrative. It's That's a, a really brave a false, thing. Thank you. It's a, it's a false security. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's a lot easier to pretend it's not a false security and just be in that. Oh, yeah. Then it takes a lot of bravery to say, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not do that anymore. Yeah. So it sounds like you've already, you've already been doing this. Yeah. But for me too, the next step was being able to look at that time in the relationship and understand it for what it was Mm -hmm. and what was really happening. And that's where I found the bigger lessons for me as a person. Yeah, It wasn't in the leaving. Mm -hmm. It was in the looking what was going on when I was there. Mm -hmm. You know, and if, if, you know, if I'm getting, you know, if we're being honest here, like, I mean, why not? Right. Yeah. That's, is there any other way to be (laughs) right? Um, you know, it, it was for me that was there to teach me that I actually had the power, mm-hmm. you know, and I get that. And I'm super grateful for that. And we're here now right, to show you that you've had that power the whole time. God, why do we forget that about ourselves? Because when we are in contrast with other We start looking at others as having more their, their exterior, what they choose to show is accurate and therefore we're lacking. They've got it more together and there's no one more together than your most authentic self. No one in the whole world, not a single soul is more powerful, more capable than your most authentic aligned self. That's it. We just, it's so easy for us to forget it. It's so easy for us to shift our attention away. And until that, that connection, that alignment is rooted properly in who we truly are, it's not, 
we're going to be looking constantly other else outside for cues, for hints. And it just, just nothing, there's nothing exists. Safety doesn't exist. Alignment doesn't exist. Satisfaction won't exist unless it's us. There's no way to be satisfied unless it's identified within. Yep. Mic drop. Let's not drop, drop. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't hurt the mic. Yeah, yeah, no mic. <laughs> so um, good. Wow. That was a good one. So now let's do the last one. Let's do attachment. This is my favorite one, and I don't know why. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Attached to value. Do we feel it? Yeah. Without even reading. Yeah. Wow. It's number one. I think it's the most popular human attachment. Yeah. Well, we all I want mean, to be popular. Lo- I'm like, right? that does popular. not sound good. <laughs> I'll take value. I'll, I'll take, take value. value. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the most common. Well, one. we all want to be loved. Really, the core, like I can say at the core of it all, why I'm chasing out there is, you know, and again, I, it's like, I just want to make sure my desire is to be loved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is the most frequently seen attachment in the human world. This is an internalization of the feeling of detachment and separateness that you feel automatically as you enter the world. Upon coming to this planet, your physical body separates you completely and totally from your surroundings and from others. It even separates you from us. It even separates you from you, from your highest self, your energetic self, as it, as it is expressed here on this planet. The separation and containment in your physical vessel naturally draws comparisons and contrasts between the other physical vessels that surround you. The ideals and values that your society and culture have placed on the external as an expression of your internal create self-reflection and self-critique when you lack that full connection to yourself and to others. The reasons that exist in your mind turn towards yourself. They turn inward and produce a decrease in value by questioning, am I not good enough? Am I not able to be loved? As you go through your life and learn the different lessons that your physical mind holds onto and learns from the catalog, learns from and catalogs, your mind begins to see a pattern emerge that your losses have only one thing in common, and that is you. Therefore, You blame yourself for your losses, whether that be success, work achievement, love. Those experiences and the losses are the greatest lessons for the physical minds because those are the ones that stick out and you attribute those losses to yourself and your value and your worth. I am not worth love. I am not worth attention. I am not worth it. Your physical mind becomes attached to the idea that you will not gain because of your innate value. You will not be successful because of your innate value, because of who you are. And there's been so much proof built up in your life that you are attached to the idea that you are not worth gain. You are not worth success. You are not worth love. This card represents the sense of value that you have placed on yourself in relation to the problem in which you are seeking advice. You do not hold yourself in the value that you are truly worth in regards to the situation. So that's a lot. That's a whole bunch of information and it, I'm going to break it down a little bit. Okay. So 
the reason we're here in the physical planet is to experience separateness. Before we come here, we're all united. We don't have separation in the way that we understand it. We don't have definition in the way that we understand it. And we come here, we are literally poured into a physical vessel that separates us from everybody and everything. It even separates us from our higher self, from our energetic self, in a sense. And because of that, we only have that to go off of when we judge people. When we observe people, when we learn about people, when we learn about situation. And if we have someone that is, if we can see someone that's has more or is getting more and we can attribute it to how they look or how much money they have or their job or how smart they are, we can automatically contrast that with ourselves. This person has what they want because these factors. And when we compare ourselves enough and we log enough negative differences, we start to say, well, the reason I don't have is not because I'm not smart or it's not because that person's faster or has a different ability. It turns into the reason I don't have is because me. I've lost all of these things. I haven't gained in all these areas. I haven't found love in all these areas. And the only common factor in all of that is me. And this is a wonderful process that happens <laughs> behind the scenes um, that devalues ourselves. And so when in relation to this particular problem, your dissatisfaction with your ability to embrace or ability to move forward or ability to run at your desire has a large part to do with your belief in your value in this area of your life. Does that make sense? Completely. And that is what the point that they're making. When you look at all these external things, you will naturally value yourself and create that belief that I'm not valuable in this area. And that is part of what's holding you back. Yeah. It's the compa comparison. Yeah. Completely. 100%. Yeah. Anything to say, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating to just, when you were saying that, I was like, this is what all this work is, is becoming conscious to the unconscious patterning. That's just like all the work yes. forever in our whole life, I yes. think. Yeah. It's just like, we're all unconscious to every, like tons of different parts of ourselves. And it's just being open to the consciousness that can then lead us to a better understand. Cause I think most of, for most of us, this is all subconscious patterning. Completely. A hundred percent. We just never question it. Yeah. It's handed to us. And so when you came in and you said, I'm really open, I went, Oh, that's really good. Because I feel like that openness is for me has been the catalyst to going, Oh, look at that pattern. Oh, look at that pattern. It's when I wasn't open that I didn't feel like I could, could see it as clear. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, their idea is, you know, it's not, you, we don't have to take you from, I believe nothing to, I believe everything. We need to take you to, I believe this one thing that I hold onto is the core of my beliefs. And all I need to get you to do is say, oh, there's a possibility there's something mm. different. Because you go from the tight grip, it's always the fist they show me, it's a tight grip to, oh, possibility. And it's that immediate loosening that where everything starts to open up, which is why it needs to be an internal process, which is why it needs to be start with your self-reflection. 
Because again, no one's looking, no one can see. And that is where you're going to find the comfort to release enough, just a little. Mm. Is there a possibility? Is there a possibility that I am valuable here? Yeah. As you're asking that question, I, like I, I closed my eyes and, and I, I'm seeing like, oh, you know, I've actually brought a lot to this company. Like I, I work with a bunch, you know, again, sorry, I have the lens of the Enneagram, but I work with a bunch of eights and threes who don't stop. And I'm a two and it's like, whoa, can we just breathe for a sec? <laughs> Where's our heart in this? Can we remember where we're from? And so I'm like, oh yeah, I have brought stuff here. On top of like, I, part of me was feeling slightly selfish because I was learning so much, but I, I can see what I've contributed. And, and as we're just having this conversation, I think is, I, I want to say as a woman, but I also just want to say as a human, like, um, like, you know, it, 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 we forget what we actually can do and what we're capable of. And, um, and I have to remember like a year ago, I wasn't going out and speaking to hundreds of people, you know, presenting for four hours. Like I literally would freeze. Like I had to take a Dale Carnegie course to learn how to speak. <laughs> you know? And now, you know, it was like, oh yeah, I've actually done this. And I think the piece, and I'm, I'm questioning and I'm wondering what you guys had your input on this is the, cause I've done a lot of work on myself, especially around this value and others. Like I love that and the realm of being present, but I forget, I forget to come back to, to me. That's where it starts. That's where it ends. That's the only place that you're really going to find your satisfaction. It, it doesn't, it, otherwise you're trying to find satisfaction in somebody else's and how is somebody else's ever going to be yours? It might look close, but it'll never be the same. Yeah. And um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, and I'm just wondering, like, you know, I, I, I've i noticed as I say those words, I notice that I say that a lot. Well, I keep forgetting. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forget. So am I committed to forgetting? And And how, what, yeah. Most of the time humans have the experience of diminishing what they bring to the table from their most authentic self because it's easy for them. It's easy for them to bring it to the table. It's easy. It feels good. It's alignment. It's powerful. And there's a, there's a devaluing of that, which is easy. And so we encourage you to understand the things that you already do, to recognize what you already do, what you've already done, and the things that are easy for you doesn't mean they're less valuable. It means they're uniquely yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I hate to always be the social, social justice person in the corner but like being a woman in a business environment where we are praised to push all the time all the time we devalue the element of rest 
and the element of connection and the element of balance and the element of like the humans behind the work. And for years, I just tried to keep up with my business partner and I hated every second of it. And it wasn't until I started valuing that just because he doesn't and most of the other people here don't value this element that I bring doesn't mean it's not valuable. Doesn't mean it's not valuable. And so I praise you for bringing in the where's the rest, where's the connection, where's, where's the, the balance, mm-hmm. because that's what, in my opinion, is wrong with our society is the fact that more people don't do that. And so I actually think that's the most important work. And I often feel sad that our society doesn't value that. And um, so congratulations to you for possessing that inside yourself. And uh, I hope you continue to see how incredibly value, valuable that is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that they don't value it. I think that they just don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And- well, our society's not asking them to value that. Right. They're getting praised for the push. They're getting right, praised right. for meeting the, the the metrics and the goals and the numbers. Right. That's what we care about here, especially right. in the United States. But we're misaligned and we don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I'll start a meeting and I make people breathe, like I meditate. I literally yeah. start meditating. I was like, we're taking 32 seconds, four breaths in, four breaths out, four times. We're stopping. And they're all like, oh, what? You know? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> we are. Just take a breath. <laughs> One of the things that I have been laughing about lately is like, because I get really defensive when my business partner wants to push super hard. He made a comment about a, fa- I'm not going to even name who it is. It's a very popular CEO about how, well, you know, that guy, he really knows how to work his team to to death. Like he was almost like saying it from like this, like, look at how he can really lead people. And I said, tell me more about why you value that. <laughs> like what before I'd be like, I'm going to give you a PowerPoint presentation that shows data around how that's not sustainable. And now I'm like trying to reflect back to him. Like, do you like, do you actually value that yourself and tell me where that comes from? Yeah. And then he, when I said that, I got to go. <laughs> I went into the other room. I was like, cause when we really sit with, we just, that's what I'm talking about though. We just unconsciously do and say things. Mm-hmm. And then when we really sit with it, we're like, oh, we don't really value that as human beings. We don't value grinding it out and not sleeping and not resting and not connecting and having the most money. Like as human beings, I don't believe we value that. It's just that we're all, I think, conditioned to to run to that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I, I just like, I'm so excited about the work that you do because I'm like, that's amazing. Thank you. We need so much more of that as a species of human beings. I Thank you. I love it. I love it. I know I'm here to serve a person. I'm, I'm here to spread love. Yeah. Like, I get it. And I happen to be doing it in this realm, in this world right now. But uh, I my kids laugh at me because... We're not allowed to have a conversation until they give me a hug and they get present with me. <laughs> like, sorry. My kids would hate that. Um, I'm not saying they love it. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? They're like, oh, mom. I think it's a great, it's a great idea though. All right. We're going to do a release. Okay. So let's grab a release card. Okay. I'm noticing I have all this excitement. Good. Which card? Okay. Hmm. Release of the soul. Oh, what's that one? It's a. It's I a, always judge the card by the noise you make after someone pulls <laughs> it. When, when he was like, ooh. Like, oh. it's, 
it's not as weird as the release of time, but um, the release of time one is funny. Like the description is really funny. They're like, you won't understand it. So we're not going to even describe it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Release of soul. Let us share the secret to a release of the soul. Release of the soul is the undoing of energetic bonds that confine the full growth and expansion and expression of your soul. Wow. Okay. The soul as the entirety of who you uniquely, you uniquely are. Okay. Uh, so sit with the, you're going to need a black stone. Ooh. Sit with the black stone placed on the ground between your legs. So you can just put it on the ground, even though you're in the chair. There you go. Uh, hold the green stone in your hand and the white or yellow or orange stone in the opposite. Should I do all three? No, it's one. Pick, oh. pick, pick, pick which one? This White, one? yellow, or orange. Yeah. Um, I'd be called to this one. Yeah, great. This creates the tension for release as the physical will vibrate in dissonance with the arc of energy created with the stone's presence. As the physical begins to hum with the vibration being asked from the stones, the soul will emerge from around the corners. Hold the attention to the sensation and vibration caused by the arc of energy that travels up from the stone of one hand, above the black stone, and to the other colored stone in the other hand. Feel the arc transfer energy along the path with the highest point being above and controlled by the black stone. Pass the energy back and forth and feel the frequency increase as the energy gets stronger and stronger. Passing back and forth, but being contained and restricted by the black stone. Feel the energy pass and finally reach the breaking point as the energy is released to the sky in three pillars. From the right hand, left hand, and the black stone in the middle. Sit with the presence of this energy until it no longer serves you. I'm trusting that it'll stop. It's still moving back and forth. Okay. What came to me was as the three pillars were um, just like a beacon, like like a beacon of light from each stone. Um, like my essence was in the middle of all three. Like this bright light. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Hoi. <laughs> <laughs> To do that anyway. Okay, there we go. How was that? How? Do, what did we learn? What What is your takeaway? You know, it's a lot that you're going to sit with. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where do I start? Um, well, the first word that came to mind was just beautiful, like just really beautiful. Um, and then my take a few takeaways, but I think, um this idea of um, 
trusting. Just trust. Trust yourself. Trust your power. Trust I'm in the right place at the right time. And and trust that I'm valuable. There you go. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you Pleasure. both. Thank you. Fun. Thank you. <laughs>